from the NCHC. Behind the mask, behind the masks. College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event. Buy a couple of bottles of our award winning sauces. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T G R A N R U D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. Sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the nchc.tv studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us this Sunday evening on College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight. Ah, gosh, just off the shores of the Pacific. As, uh, you know, I think this might be the way to spend the holidays, this this beautiful area. Um, My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from that big, beautiful palatial estate, where he's not even sure if it's raining outside at this time. Paul, how are you? What a state. (laughs) That's it. That's what you got out of it was what a state. Isn't it pouring rain on you right now? I don't know. I'm in the basement. I don't have a window. What do I know? (laughs) Well, you'll know if water starts flooding your basement, you might have too much outside. Um, If water starts flooding my basement, you'll, needless to say, you'll see me leave the little podcast screen. I'm just letting you know that. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Uh, 70 degrees, sunny, uh, no wind. Um, that's what Southern California is like this time of year, I guess. When's not the not same there? That? No. Not really. No. no. Okay. Just checking. Hey, we had a whale wash up on shore today. Did you? 52-footer. I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> a juvenile. Yeah, that needed uh, two payloaders or more to push it back out to sea where it's just going to sink. Is there a video for that? There is. There really? is. It was on the news just now before the show started. Anyway. Is it really going to sink? I guess. I guess that's what they do. I, I didn't get all the details, but I understand that's what they do with it. Okay. I didn't understand. I won't be going to that beach anytime soon. I can tell you that. Why? That's the first place I'd go. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. No, I'd go to I'd go to Laguna Beach, one of the finest beaches everywhere. And yeah, sorry, Carlsbad, I'm right, want, right next see, to you, but yeah, but I'd want to see the whale. Or maybe I know I'd want to see I'd want to see it, but I don't want to go in the water after they push a dead whale back out there. Uh, anyway. Oh, it's dead. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just stranded. No, no. Say dead. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it that is makes dead. A difference. Yeah, yeah, it does. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You know what else makes a difference? Wins, losses, and ties in college hockey. Well, and we've got all kinds of them to talk about tonight. Yeah, you you hear that? You hear that tonight? Ties. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay, tonight. Anyway, you know, um, listen, because in general, I hate shootouts, so I don't want to sit here and 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 be a hypocrite. Uh, Just no. Just say no to shootouts. Play an extra two minutes of three on three. Heck, play an extra five minutes of three on three. Somebody's it would not take that score. long. Yeah, it will not take more than that. And look at how many games are decided um, with that with that overtime the way it is right now. Just ask uh, the Colorado College Tigers, who, by the way, 
Yeah. One, and I hate this, but I'm going to start it off so we get it out of the way. They won or they swept in Grand Forks at the Ralph for the first time in 30 Where? years. The Where? Ralph. Yep, you know it. Where's that? Ralph Engelstead Arena. Oh, that I Grand Forks, North Dakota. Well, good for Listen. We had talked about this and talked about the way CC had been playing going into that series this weekend. And uh, the first six to eight weeks of the season, CC looked like they were they were really building on what they did last year in the second half of the season. Yeah, they lost two to Denver and and so forth and so on, but they didn't play. You know, then they come back and win a couple of games in very convincing fashion at at Miami. Um, and then they go play Western at home, who, despite what I think, just keeps keeps on keeping on, along with the St. Cloud. Um, and then they played a, a four-game stretch there between Western and ASU where they did not play very well. I think they went those entire that 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 stretch without plus a, without a power play goal, and they had a lot of chances. They went zero for twenty six, Paul, before they finally scored. That's this a lot of chances. In North now, Dakota. That's a yeah. lot of chances, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, let, let me start the conversation off this way. I sent a mes- message to uh, to Coach Chris Mayotte after the game last night. I said, have the Tigers turned the corner? Question mark. I said, wow, what an impressive weekend. Congra- congratulations, Coach. And his response was, that's a big weekend. We are growing. I'd say it was a big step. We'll see about the corner. Directly from the well, coach. Yeah, okay, and, and, and I get that, and... I'm not arguing with the coach. What, like I said, but what I saw this past weekend against North Dakota was a lot closer to what that team played like at the end of the season last year. Okay, um, a, a lot closer to that team that went on the road at Western Michigan and won a pair of games. To win the opening round of the Frozen Faceoff Conference Tournament, then played, you know, their rival in Denver, and wins one nothing before losing to Saint Cloud three nothing in the championship game of the conference tournament, a, a game that was, you know, a one nothing game going into the third period. So it's not like. Um, you know, it's not like they were blown out in that last game. Um, except this time, this team, right, has a much more a much more established Glenn Verebiev and Noah Laba. Well, first of all, they've got a healthy Glenn Verebiev who they did not right. have after November last year. They did not. Um. And they went in this weekend and basically they got the goaltending they needed from Caden and Barico. And they did something that you have to do to beat teams that might have more skill than you. Because let's face it, we, we understand how loaded North Dakota is. Um, but especially on Saturday night, CC kicked the living crap out of North Dakota in the face-off circle, especially Veremiev and Noah Laba. And, you know, the way you beat a team with more skill players than you is they don't have the puck. And now they have to work to get the puck back in order to take advantage of their pluses. 
And when you're the kind of player that obviously is used to having the puck on your stick, last thing you want to do is go play is go fight for it. I mean, you know that you're going to have to, but you'd rather not. You'd rather have the puck on. You'd rather have the puck. And if you yeah, have to fight I, I, to get it back on your stick, I think that's how how it started um, with with winning faceoffs. That that's a big key, as you know. You'd rather start with the puck than have to fight for it, like you said. But the other thing that uh, Chris Mayotte's team did, the Colorado College Tigers. Um, no, stop that. No, we're we're, we're <laughs> but, not doing that. Hey, by the we're way, not doing Bob, that. By the way, as long as I'm on my <clears throat> my nicknames, Bobby the Blur was back in town uh, in Colorado with the Flyers to uh, take on the Avalanche. But anyway, no, um, no, just no. So anyway, so you want to start with the puck, and that starts with winning faceoffs. But the other thing that they did extremely well, and I'm sure this was the game plan. If we get uh, one of the coaches on, I believe we'll have either Coach Menino or Coach Mayad. Who knows? Maybe Coach Hopefully. Legit. I don't know. Well, we'll get somebody on Tuesday night from Colorado college to, uh, to explain, um, this, this whole season and everything that's going on so far, but they, the game plan was to take away time and space from a team that can skate and handle the puck. Uh, when you neutralize Reescaber and, uh, Jackson Blake, and you go down the list and you, you neutralize these guys because they have no time or no space. That's something I was telling you that today, uh, off the air. Um, that's something that everybody can do if you can skate in hockey at any level. If you know how to do uh, how to skate and can be at that level, you can take away time and space. You may not be the best puck handler. You may not be the best goal scorer. Uh, all of that uh, is a skill that that takes time uh, for a lot of people, and some people never get it. Sometimes it's just natural. But what you can do is take away time and space. You can forecheck. You can be in the right place. You can do whatever it takes to eliminate the opportunities for your opponent. And I think sometimes, Paul, especially at the collegiate level, the players are so good and so talented, and they think, I can take the puck. I can just go through. I can weave through people. I can do spinoramas. We're going to get to those later. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I can do spinoramas. I can do drop passes because I'm just that good. But if you go back to the basics, and I think that's what CC did this weekend, was go back to the basics, and they just said, you know what? Uh, we're going to get the, the, this, this team of highly skilled and depth in the uh, University of North Dakota, and we're just not going to give them any opportunities. We're going to take away all the time that they, they were looking to, to move the puck, and we're going to take away all the space that they moved in, and uh, we're just going to be everywhere that they want to be. And they did a good job. And, hey, you know what? It's it's an overtime victory both nights, both of them 3-2. But they, uh, when I look at the record, Paul, the conference record right now says Colorado College 4-4-0. I don't see any ties there, which means that they counted as wins. Well, they were wins. And, and you look at their uh, their overall record now, 9-6-1. And remember the start of the season, I said, I think the schedule makers did a real favor for uh, Colorado College this year when they set up the schedule because it, it kind of played into their hands. It, they got a chance to get out fast, get some confidence with wins before the conference season started. And um, would they like to have played better against Western at home? Sure. Would they like to play better against the home at home with Denver? Absolutely. But guess what? Western is three right now in the conference. Denver is four. Right. And we know how stacked this conference is. So if you can go take the number well, one team in the country at the timeout, Oh, that's a good question, but I think we <laughs> do we know. we don't because, <laughs> because, and we'll get back. I'm not trying to avoid the CC, you know, finishing talk, but, you know, I keep waiting for uh, St. Cloud and Western to kind of go away, and they just don't. Now, that's probably, that's a partially a product of their schedule. Uh, you want to talk about schedule makers doing people favors? But, I mean, we can get into that. Uh, but CC played a, a, a about as perfect a road weekend as you could play. They limited North Dakota's chances. They still got them. You can't shut somebody down completely. You're, you're going to get your chances. Every team's going to get a few. You know? Um, 
But Embarico made the big stops when he had to. And, you know, uh, I thought North Dakota had a few more chances on Friday night than they did on Saturday. But still, if you look at um, if you look at, you know, the, the, the video of the, both of those games, there were big, giant, enormous third-period sh- saves by Embarico that, you know, that's what you need your goalie to do if you're going to beat teams on the road, let alone the number one ranked team, at least by humans, not by the computer, but not that I want to throw you into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the perfect road weekend for the Tigers and, um, a very, very nice bounce back weekend for them. Very nice. You can't get, I mean, listen, would you rather win in regulation than overtime? Of course. If I'd have told you that you were going to get, if you, if I would have walked up to, to coach Mayotte and said, Hey coach, um, you have a choice. You can get two overtime victories this weekend or nothing or, you know, whatever. You know he would have signed up for that in a hurry. Yeah, and I I think, Paul, the, the overtime wins, um, as I just said, count as wins. So it still wins. Yeah, you gave away two points. Um, you didn't get six. You got four out of six. Right. But um, what I think you did gain by this and if you just looked at the tape after confidence. the game and the celebrations uh, yeah confidence and uh i think now um you you know you can play with the number one team in the country and if that next um battle is with a boston college at some point or boston U or a denver again we know that's coming uh if any of that happens you know you've done it you've played you've conquered on the road in their building so that's confidence that you can look back on. That's experience you can look back on. And it matters. And it matters. Oh, because, yeah, it matters. Because it matters. this is something that they did not have going into, you know, after the first couple of years in the Mayotte regime. Okay. Um. You know, you have to do it before you can. It's it. You have to. You can believe that you can do it, but you really have to experience doing it before you can say to yourself, "Oh, this is how it's done." Yeah, my, By the my way, final. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And and Friday night, okay, they were down to nothing. Yeah, yeah, that was even more impressive. And got no come shots back. in the third period. Yeah, no shots on come... goal in the third period. Yeah, impressive. Um, okay, and that's... the final. The final thing I will say on my end of this is that um, we know they had two weeks off since that um, really bad weekend with Western Michigan. And by the way, Western Michigan is no slouch. So, so no, if you lose I, I to them again. home or away. That that's nothing to hang your head totally about, but I understand. Uh, you know, Coach Mayotte talked about how frustrated he was. Well, here's the thing: when you get two wins on the road and you get them like he did, what that also does is reinforce what Coach is saying. Because I'm sure over the last two weeks, three weeks, including the Arizona State series, that he was, and not only him, but Coach Menino and Coach Legit, and down the list at, at uh, CC. We're, we're telling the guys, hey, if you do this, if you do it this way, it's going to work. Trust us. If it if you do it this way, it's going to work. So for them to come out and basically get validation from uh, Noah Laba and Gleb Vremiev on the overtime goals and the wins, now now the guys sit in the locker room and they go, Um, and, and that's validation that told you if we did this, this, and this, we, we'd come out on top and we did this, this, and this. And now as coach says, we're growing and it was a big weekend. Have they turned the corner completely yet? Uh, time will tell. And time will tell Paul 
after January 1 when they have uh, a Sunday-Monday matchup at Minnesota and then a Friday-Saturday matchup at Minnesota Duluth to start 2024. It well, doesn't get much more difficult than that. Well, here's here's the thing, right? You're Chris Mayotte in Colorado College, and you just came off of a great road weekend to rebound after a 0-3-1 stretch at home. And now you don't play for a month. You play an exhibition game, which, you know, um, which is good because I know have had some sort of game action between Saturday and that first game against the other Maroon and Gold team. Um, but um, I'm sure that the, those guys wish they were playing next weekend instead of the first weekend in January. So. Now, go on a confident note, and you get some time to help, and you get your finals out of the way and all of this and that, and you get your, your holiday the and then come back and you refocus and you get that game like you uh, fine tune yourself and then you go up to Minnesota and um, you and I have been talking about the Big Ten and I know people that listen to uh, Big Ten fans are going to say oh you guys don't know what you're talking about but um, I don't think the Big Ten is as overwhelmingly good as people say they are I know they're in the in the pairwise but I think people are saying um, yeah it's just because they're, they're all the teams are good. They're all great teams. That's why. And I, I disagree. I, I think they have a real problem playing defense. And uh, I think that's going to come back to haunt them, especially in uh, a one game and one and done type scenario. Uh, I am. Uh, and, and I know that people are going to. Say, oh, you just biased, and you're this. And I'm sorry, those Big Ten teams are just not that good. They're just not. Um, they're just not. Um, they they don't play any defense outside of Notre Dame. They might have great players, but these are not good teams. They might have. Rosters that are quote unquote loaded. But these are not, and I'll say it again, these are not good teams. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on you a little bit because good teams, yeah, I think they're good. I just you know don't think I'm they're saying. great. These are not, I don't think they're great teams. And I know I'm and being great a teams are the top sixteen in the pairwise. Okay, I, I, I know I'm being a hypocrite. Okay. I get it. All right, um, because you know uh, tomorrow when 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 the polls come out. Um, but if you're asking me which team in the Big Ten I think is a legit team right now, and there's a big reason why. Um, Michigan State is probably where it belongs, and has earned. The uh, the place that they're ranked, and it's not a coincidence. They have the best goalie in the conference. They're seven zero. They're seven seven and zero with an overtime win and two overtime losses in the conference. Like I said, they have the best goalie in the league. Um, <clears throat> has has Wisconsin turned it around? Uh, based on, you know, where they have been, yes. Um, but if you ask me which team I would take uh, as the, the as my pick to win in a championship-type situation, it's going to be Michigan State because they have the goalie and Trey Augustine. Oh, and I just and in these big, like I said, talented teams. Yes, uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. 
Not a chance. They just don't play any defense. Except for Notre Dame, who doesn't score. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go to break, let's let's go off to the other Colorado team in NCHC uh, play. That would be the Denver Pioneers, who uh, I've been saying this all along. If you listen to my uh, visit with uh, Coach Carl, um, I don't know, a month and a half ago, I said, Coach, uh, you guys are scoring at a great clip. Are you worried at all that uh, you may be too offensive? You guys may almost, and I use the word mesmerize yourself into forgetting about defense. And he said, no, I'm not worried about it if we're doing it right. Well, I've got news for him. I don't think they're doing it right yet. And I don't know if that's inexperience. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know what it is, but um, it's great that you can average but most of the time they've had issues shutting teams down defensively and they did they had that problem again um this weekend at at western michigan and i know yeah. uh Lawson is a tough place to play in there, there's no doubt about that but here's the thing you got to figure out a way sometime between now and March to uh, to shut teams down when you have to. If you build a two-goal lead or a three-goal lead, you can't watch that disappear if you're a championship team. You have to figure out a way to get your guys, and we talked about it uh, last week or the week before, about the guys that they're missing. Justin Lee, for example, was a shutdown defender. Um, if he scored, it was like, okay, he scored. But it wasn't first thought and i think right now denver's got a loaded stacked team of offensive talent but i think the offensive defensemen tend to forget that you got to play defense too and um yeah until they get that figured out there's been so many odd man rushes this year i don't think i've ever seen a denver pioneer team give up so many odd man rushes as i've seen this season you know missing a justin lee Missing a Kyle Mayhew, missing a Mike Benning. I mean, you know, this defense is very, very young. And, you know, I miscalculated, at least as of this moment in time. Um, uh, I thought coming into the season, they were probably the best team in the country. Um, and I was wrong. They're still a very good team. They're, again, uh, right now they're built like a lot of these Big Ten teams. You know, it doesn't help them that Matt Davis is out as the experienced guy in net. Paxton Geisel got his first collegiate start over the weekend in the game they, you know, in, you know, in the game that uh, uh, on, on Saturday night. That they won in overtime, they still won six to five. And you know, just Western got a ton, a ton of odd man rushes, and a ton. Exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, and you know, and this is, you know, uh, you're sitting there and you're, and you're watching and you're like, holy smokes, and and again. When they're on, you know, I, I, right now I watch them and they're like, for people that need it, they're like the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, now you just angered a whole bunch of people from Denver. Wow. Well, watch they're, out they're, for your ex account. Whatever. <laughs> they, whatever. You know, a lot of skill. Great offensive players. But why have they not won a cup? Why have they struggled to make the playoffs? Why have they struggled to get past the first round? They can't stop some they can't stop anybody. And in the playoffs you're up against good teams every night. And and I would say that the the, the Denver team that two years ago won a national championship had all those pieces. Had those guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, I mean, and I think they haven't had the same makeup since. And well, like you said, they, they had it last year. I mean, it's not like they were, but they lost those guys that, and, I, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know who David Carl put out for defensive drone draws all of last year. You know, I'm trying to watch as many of these games as I can, but I guarantee you some combination of those three guys, Lee, Benning, and Mayhew, were on the ice when it came time for that late third-period defensive zone draw. I guarantee it, especially if they were at home. Yep, I'm not going to argue with you on that one a bit. So uh, before we go to break, we'll just give you a quick rundown of the standings in the NCHC. Um, St. Cloud on top, 7-0-1 in the conference with 22 points. North Dakota, 5-3-0 with 18 points. Uh, Western, 4-4-0 with 14 points. Uh, Denver, 5-3-0 with 13 points. Colorado College, the Tigers. Uh, four four oh, no. ten see, points. See, see ha- no, uh, no, the Omaha not. Mavericks three four and one nine, and uh, the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, who you already have written off as dead, uh, two five and one nine points, and um, the uh, Miami Redhawks oh seven and one and one point. So um, you know, is there a gap? Yep, there's a gap, but there's also some huge games coming up. Um, second semester if you will or in 2024 as the things really will start to tighten up i think oh for sure i mean there's no question if you went and you looked at the various schedules all right uh for example you know western michigan uh has played two games at denver and played st cloud and but i mean their 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 second half of the season um they still have to go to North Dakota. They still have to go to St. Cloud. Uh, they still have to go to Denver. Okay, not exactly a piece of cake. Um, St. Cloud, right? If you look at their second half of the schedule, right? Um, at Denver, North Dakota, at CC. Okay, and another two games with Denver as well as the games against Western Michigan. So they haven't exactly played the, I mean, it's the NCHC, but you get what I'm saying. They have not yet faced their toughest tests in the conference, right? And then you look at Omaha, who uh, got a loss on a tie at home this weekend against St. Cloud. Right, they still have to go to North Dakota, to St. Cloud, again, play them, playing Denver, uh, at Western, uh, have two more, you know, four games left with North Dakota, total, right? So, um, you know, we're we're gonna find out, as you always do, through the gauntlet of the NCHC season. You know, yep. who's what. Yep, you absolutely do. That's a great place to take a break at. Let's do that. Let's come back. We've got more games to talk about, including more NCHC. I know a uh, team that's going to be in the NCHC that had an interesting weekend and some stuff from out east. So we'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, 
At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480 687 2485 From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Live. All right, sorry for that little explosion there. I don't know what, what that was. Scott Strandy with you. That <laughs> I don't know. Scott Scanty with you in, uh, in uh, Carlsbad, California tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein the joining me from don't know about? The, the big, the big facial estate out on Long Island, New York. Uh, oh, goodness. Anyway, um, we're back. Um, so we talked about Colorado College in, in North Dakota in that series. Western and Denver. Um, Omaha and St. Cloud did battle. And I do mean every time the Omaha Mavericks go on the ice, their record doesn't show it yet, but they battle. And they, I mean, you know, when you leave the ice with Omaha that you've been in for, and I think St. Cloud got a taste of it this weekend. Um, it didn't hurt them uh, in the standings, but boy, they were, they were tough. They were really tough. Well, again, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Omaha, again, it always comes down to the spe- it comes down to special teams, right? Uh, Omaha 0 for 5 on the power play on, on Friday night. Um, you can't – I'm not going to sit here and, and say that, you know, St. Cloud's not a good team. And again, they shut me up every weekend because they're undefeated in the conference. So, uh, you know, I keep waiting for their, you know, them in Western, I keep waiting and they keep proving me wrong. You know, um, on, 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 uh, Saturday night, you know, a very even game, not a lot of penalties, uh, Omaha got a four on four goal. Um, not a lot of shots in, in, you know, where you would expect there might've been more. All right. Omaha actually outshot St. Cloud on, on Saturday night, 33, 23, but I didn't sit there and be like, wow. Okay. That's where Omaha was like all over St. Cloud. And. You know, it, you know, then they go to this stupid, idiotic shootout. Um, <laughs> okay, just just be careful of that now before we get to the uh, the Arizona State game, Mister uh, Sun Devil. Listen, it's not going to change <laughs> anything. It's not going to change it. Uh, I, I I obviously, if you're in league play, you want to win them. 
because it matters. But I think we should eliminate them, and I will stand by that, uh, no matter how outvoted or how outvoiced I am. Shootouts are stupid. And I have somebody who supported it when it first started. But no, let's play hockey. You wouldn't decide a baseball game with home run derby <laughs> as much as they try to make it home run derby the first nine innings. Or if, uh, or if you're uh, the great Alex Heiner, which I love on that, that uh, promo for NCHC, is hockey. <laughs> well, I come from it's a awesome. slightly different part of the country than he does. <laughs> I know. I just love the way he says it. He's so much enthusiasm there. And by the way, I want to shout out Alex Heiner because, as you know, he works for Midco, and they cover North Dakota home games. And I got to tell you, I know that he also works for CBS Sports Network in January, but he was so unbiased this past weekend calling those games against North Dakota, and he showed unbelievable professionalism uh, in my mind uh, because at the end of those games, that had to be hard. When the team that you follow and call games for loses heartbreakers like that, but yet you show for the team that won, could not tell who Alex is working for. Congratulations, Alex. That was an unbelievable well, weekend of calls. And I know listen, you do that weekend and week out, but that was really great. And, and, and I have said this to you before, and I've said it on this podcast before. That's as good a broadcast as you're going to see anywhere. Do I, do I still get a chuckle out of some of the commercials? Yes. Of course I do. <laughs> you want to go and throw some again, axe? What? Axe, axe throwing? Again, that's a function of obviously where I grew up and so forth and so on. It's still odd for me to see, and I've been watching those games for a while now. But that is as good a broadcast as you're going to get. And um, they they will they will they rank right up there with I mean anybody. Um, I think RIT has tremendous broadcasts too. Um, as I, you know, have gotten to see all kinds of. Uh, of streams over those last five years. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, you don't, you don't have to deny who you're rooting for. He, he covers North Dakota. Who do he expect him to root for? He's not there every day with those guys at, at, at CC, but the game is supposed to influence your inflection. You're supposed to rise and fall with the with the ebbs and flow of the game, regardless of who's doing it. Like if you have a breakaway, you're not supposed to be. Oh, here's the other team with a breakaway, and only shooting score. No, that's that's unprofessional. Oh, but Paul, you know, you hear that all the time. All the time. You hear it all the time. So uh, oh. I just want to throw that out there because um, CC used the call uh, on their game-winning goals uh, from Alex. And um, and you couldn't tell if he was uh, a CC broadcaster or a North Dakota broadcaster or what he was. He was just calling the game with pure excitement and the way he saw it. And uh, that's just a lot of fun to listen to. Um, as for North Dakota, they will regroup. I mean, this yeah. was just, you're not going to win everything all season long. You're going to win every game. Did no. they play poorly? They probably didn't play their best, but no, they uh, didn't play badly. But they were in each game right to the very end. It went to overtime. Um, they could have won both of these games. Very yes, easy. they certainly could have. It just was a couple of uh, breaks, and maybe CC made the breaks. Maybe they got a break. I don't know. But Embarico outplayed person. They... Yep, yep. And um, okay, so let's move on because Anchorage. Uh, traveled out to Massachusetts um, yeah. to play yeah, UMass. Yeah. Uh, Friday night was or Friday night was ugly. Yeah. Uh, Saturday much but better. Um, it, it's it's weird. This team has got growing pains apparently. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. 
you know, they, they, for the most part, you know, they'll be in games. But, you know, let's, let's not forget it's still, there's only their second year back from, from being gone. A couple of. Yeah. Paul, uh, I think you were talking, but I don't hear you. Oh, so no, hold on a well, second here. Again, this is this is a uh, a team that's in most of their games. I mean, you look at their 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 schedules for the year. A lot of one goal games. Some okay. they win. Some I mean they they you know some they don't win. I I hear you now, but I don't know what the connection issue was there because I could see your. Yeah, your green circle blinking, but I could not hear you. So can you well, hear me? Yes. Okay, let's give it a try like this. I unplugged my uh, mixer. All right. for well, either way, again, this is a team that's in a lot of one-goal games. Do they win a lot of them? Uh, no. But it's still only a second-year team. Yes. Yep. Okay. So anyway, they don't have they don't have they don't, the money advantages that say Augustana has. And they don't shy away from playing anybody anywhere. And no. that's one thing that you got to give them a ton of credit for is the fact that they do not shy away from playing games anywhere as uh, as difficult as it might be to make those cross-country. And, no, and, 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 and again... I mean, let's not, let's not forget this, Paul. Not only do they make those cross-country trips frequently, but sometimes, and most times, they'll be on the road for two weeks straight. Yeah. Try try that. Try living in a hotel for two weeks straight, as you know I do. Well, <laughs> I, you, I, I mean, I I not even gonna, I can't even. I, that, oh, that's I mean, you. That's your expertise, not mine. That that's something about not sleeping in your own bed, not having your own meals. Um, you know, it, the, all of those little things tend to catch up with you, and sometimes it may not be physical, but it may be focus related. It might be mental. Or maybe you just lose touch uh, for a few minutes. You can't do that in NCAA hockey, not in 2023, 2024, because every team is too good, and they'll make you pay for the times that you take a nap, so to speak. Um, Okay, so so Fairbanks was off. Lindenwood was off. Air Force was off. That leaves us with one team left, Paul. You know who I'm talking about, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, Going into this weekend, I told you, I said, this is a chance for Arizona State, and I'm not going to take anything away from Dartmouth because you so aptly pointed out to me they are uh, in the 30s in the pairwise, not in the 50s or 60s. Right. But I, I felt like this was the weekend that Arizona State needed to make a statement. It was their opportunity to make up for, quote, unquote, the weekend versus Stonehill. And I thought, not only do you have to win both these games, but I think for your psyche, for the for the evaluators around the country who mean nothing except they put it down on paper and podcasts, um, you need to um, you need to come out and be dominant. You need to show that you can win by two or three against a team that you're better than. And I think it's disappointing to come away with two two ties. And I know, well, I know, as everybody will tell you, they won the shootout. I don't that doesn't count. That right? doesn't mean a thing. Okay. Right. Again, um, next year, and we don't know what their non-conference schedule is outside of the fact that uh, they're not going to be playing Fairbanks. Um, but... You know, when it gets time for them to play their first season in the NCHC, then it matters. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But until then, 
And, and I wish the NCHC would change this because I hate them. But I don't think uh, Michael or Heather Weems is going to listen to me, even though they should. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just my opinion. Um, uh, but um, Friday night, you come out, you dominate the first 10 minutes. And I do mean dominate. I was like, holy smokes, Dartmouth can't keep up. And I don't know what adjustments Dartmouth made because they obviously made some. And I didn't need the coach to tell me after the game that he wasn't happy because I don't care how dominant you are, you can't make turnovers at your own blue line. And you can't. Every time they try to get pretty and play pretty boy hockey, they get bit in the tuchus. Yep. And I don't want to sit here and say, well, they missed the Jackson brothers. Of course they missed the Jackson brothers. There were two of the three there are two of the three players on their top offensive first line. But you're supposed to have depth. Play it. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'm and and this is a a hockey comment in general. I'm sick and tired of the backwards passing. It doesn't work. But yet, everybody does it. Why? I don't know. Because it worked when the Soviets did it in the 80s. <laughs> and I, I know where you're going with that. And I agree with you to a certain extent. And by the I way. Think, here's what just, I think, Paul. I, I've seen some teams do it really well. Um, but you have to have two things. You have to have the element of surprise against your opponent. And you have to have unbelievable skill and precision to make that pass. There's a few guys that can do it. Uh, Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley I've seen make it a few times. But for the general average, I don't want to use average, for the general hockey player out there, college, professional, whatever, that's a skill that few have that, that are that precise to make that work. And I think more importantly, like I said, is you have to have the element of surprise. If the team that you're facing knows it's coming, it probably isn't going to work. That is another issue this weekend. ASU got back to being way too predictable. Yes, their power play was in the top 10 in the country, top five. But you got there because you crashed the net and played for the greasy goals. And you had the Tyler Grattans and the, and the Chambers and those guys. And then, yes, Copperwood was getting his power play goals, but he was getting them off rebounds. Um, Paul, by the way. Shoot the darn puck. By, by the way, other teams watch tape and video. No. And uh, they know what you're doing. So it's a game of adjustments. Um, I heard a really good comment this week, and I can't remember who I heard it from, so I can't give them credit. But they said a lot of uh, – oh, I know where it was. It was one of the announcers at uh, uh, Western Michigan said, I love Saturday night in, in the NCHC because it's a chess match. No matter who won or lost, you can always see which coach is better – at making adjustments from Friday to Saturday because they make um, they make the proper adjustments that usually affect their team either getting a second win or getting a split. But um, I, I think that's really true, and I think you have to consider to make consider making better adjustments if you want uh, to be dominant. And like I said, um, Arizona State's record is is phenomenal. 11 wins, what, three losses, three ties? Four ties. Four ties. And uh, when you look at that, they're doing stuff right. But I, uh, think, listen, at some, listen. I think at some point in time, Paul, you got to get impressive. You have to win games that you're supposed to win by more than 
whatever. Over the pa- time, pairwise doesn't care. That. Pairwise doesn't care how much. You I know it doesn't care, but other things do. Other factors do. If you yeah. want respect from your peers, from the voters in a poll, not going to get it until you win. Not going to get it to you. You're not going to get it. Uh, ASU, may ne- ASU may never get it. Well, they'll get it because they'll get it when they're in a conference. And, um, you know, if you if you beat Denver by a goal, that, that's different than, say, beating them. No disrespect, Miami, but that's different than beating Miami by a goal. Um, if if you're that, but- a caliber of team. and that's, But, I mean, that's what's happening here because I heard the rumbles. You heard the rumbles after that weekend against Stonehill. They're going like, what? Stonehill went that. I guess that Arizona State team's just not that good. And then I had a chance to see him after that a couple of weekends, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, people! This team is really good. They had a bad weekend." And then I kept waiting for them to quote unquote shut people up by by doing well. And that's why I I wasn't able to make it this weekend. But I was going like, man. You played really good at Colorado College, and now you come back and you have Dartmouth. And again, no disrespect, but you're a better team than Dartmouth, and you should have, you should have won these games by a goal or two or three. Well, let's let's. You shouldn't have gone all, to overtime and had to win it in a shootout. Well, first of all, on on Saturday night, sometimes your goalie, the goalie, t- it keeps you away from winning. And I thought Saturday night, the Dartmouth goalie, the guy who's the biggest player in college hockey uh, did a tremendous job um, to counter whatever adjustments ASU may have made. And this is a Dartmouth team that plays everybody tough. Uh, they've played 11 games, and they have more ties than they have wins and losses combined. <laughs> so I, I – I, we can Every time you here. tell me that, I chuckle because I can't imagine it. But anyway, we, we, we can sit here, and again, Dartmouth is thirtieth in the pairwise. They're not fifty-sixth. Okay, no. So at some point here, again, uh, shootout loss to Harvard. All right, shoot uh, shootout win against Quinnipiac. Shootout loss to Cornell. Right, uh, an overtime win against Colgate, uh, overtime shootout loss against Clarkson. You know, every game they play is this way. No matter who they play, <laughs> no matter who they play, every game is like this. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I guess. So let's. So I mean, again, as an ASU person, I'm not happy. Because, again, I see certain things, and I have my own thoughts and philosophies. But I'm not the coach, and I'm not the players. Yeah, I get it. I guess what where I'm coming from is I keep thinking that this team is... And, and they're not going to get... And I don't care. You know this as well as I do. Until next year. Um and maybe not even next year. Teams, This team is not going to be respected by a certain segment of the college hockey population, be they connected to teams or not, in terms of officially connected or fans or whatever. They're not going to get any respect until well, Michael th- is handing them a trophy. Yes. they have. I was just going to say that they have to go earn it. And after making the tournament, you know, a few years back and then um, playing to the point where they might've gotten a tournament bid had the tournament not been canceled. Um, those are all good things. But now if you want to be recognized as the top program in the country, and I told you, and I still believe this, I think they are top five in depth across their lineup in the country, not just in, in the West or in central or in NCH or whatever in the country. So if you have that going for you, you need to just start being a little bit more dominant. I thought their weekend at CC, CC played really well, and it was it was the better team won that weekend, uh, or whatever you want to say. But when you 
when you come back home and you have a team on your ice and you know as an independent how important it is, you need to be impressive. And I think every time you come back and and are not impressive, and I think two ties at home against Dartmouth is not impressive. You know, did it kill you in the pairwise? No, it didn't, but it certainly didn't help you. And it could have given you 13 wins. And I think you and I both realize this is going to take 24 or more. Well, this so is, this is, this you is got to step on down. it now. Now, now you got to get 14 wins probably, yeah. you know, well, this is it. You have, um, two games against Robert Morris that you must win. Coming up, I don't want to piss off Derek Schooley, but this is just facts. Okay. Um, and you play in a tournament where you're going to play another top 30 pairwise team, or at least two of them. You're going to play two of them. Now, which two, you don't know. Right? But in that tournament, they open up with Clarkson at number 28. And then we'll play either UMass, who's number nine, and Cornell, who's number 21. Again, you have to win at least one of those games. If you really want to make a statement, you got to go there and win that thing. Okay, um, your own tournament you have to win because you're playing at home. Um, the teams in that tournament are not as high in the pairwise right now, but you do have a 23rd ranked Omaha team who you might play um, if you beat Harvard. And then right now you have four games scheduled against number 18 in the pairwise Fairbanks. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven games possibly that can, you know, at this point really bump up your pairwise. Okay, and what I'll, what I'll tell you is a, cu- a couple of things. Number one, I'm worried about, um, you're you're going up against top twenty teams in the yes. pairwise. You're not going against top five teams in the pairwise. Right. So bumping up is hard, really hard. Um, secondly, is uh, it, it's hard to win a bunch of games in a row, especially with the parity. And we talked about it. So so if you think they're gonna go out and and raffle off fourteen in a row, no, they're not gonna do that. Okay, well then, how many can you afford to lose? That that is the question now, isn't it? Yes, it is. How many okay. can you afford to lose? Well, and and, and, and who I want to afford to lose them too. Yes, but I want to see what happens now as we get heavy into conference play for these other teams. Again, does Western stay where they are? Does St. Cloud stay where they are? Well, here's the thing. Because right now, even though those guys are at the top of the NCHC standings, they're both behind Denver, and they're both behind North Dakota and the pairwise. Yeah, I get it. But here's the thing. you got to realize who they're playing in the NCHC. So win, lose, or draw, their, their pairwise is going to hold as, as I hate because of their opponent's records. No, no, so, I, get, I get that too. Again, so they're not. I don't see St. Cloud and Western taking a nosedive, no matter what they do, unless they should happen to go on like an zero for eight streak or something. Well, listen, that, uh, all you, you know, can do is, is 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 cliche and take it one weekend at a time. I get it. I get it. But, I totally get it. But you know as well as I do, you know you're in a, you're in a tough battle as an independent. We know. And like I like I keep saying. You don't want to be in the first week of January and look at those pairwise numbers and see yourself at 20 or 22 and no, realize absolutely not that you're not getting in and then have to try to uh, muster up the the whatever. Well, I mean, no, it'll they, be, need to, they need to streak now, though. I know. But they, I they mean, may not have to win 15 in a row, but they need that six or seven game winning streak right now. Yep. It has to start this weekend. And hopefully we can get Derek Schooley on tomorrow and find out uh, – his thoughts on what he can nice. do to try to stop that. <laughs> nice. Uh, you and Derek aren't going to drop the gloves, are you? Why would I do that? Uh, ASU, Robert Morris. We, 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 no? No. Why would okay. we do that? Okay. Just checking. Because this is a big weekend. And Derek's yeah, team could step in and throw a huge wrench into the team that you support. Yeah, of course. Okay. 
<laughs> Just checking. All right. Well, as usual, we blew through an hour. Uh, we'll have more tomorrow night, and hopefully uh, I can connect with doc uh, Dr. <laughs> you like that, uh, Derek Schooley, and uh, get him on with us tomorrow night, and then hopefully somebody from Colorado College Tuesday night. But for now, take it away, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, See our three value locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and help us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. Buy FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West, live in all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will tell everybody a big thank you for joining us and thank you for following us all along as we approach 50,000 downloads. Tell your friends over the next couple of weeks, we would literally love to get another 1,200 or so and uh, get us over that 50,000 mark before the end of the 2023 calendar year. All right, Paul, thanks for uh, for. We're doing everything that you do as always. Uh, stay safe out there in the rain and wind and everything else that's coming your way. And we'll uh, we'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.